about the message today. We are continuing. God has just held us here on this, this series of experiencing his kingdom. And today we're going to be talking about God's kingdom and conflict. We're going to be speaking on and learning about what role does conflict have in God's kingdom. Maybe some of you are asking, saying, what does conflict have to do with God's kingdom? Well, lots. And I think you'll be maybe learning a few things. And we as the children of God, we have been given such great words of life of how to handle conflict. And if you are a human being here, which I believe every one of you guys are, because I don't believe in aliens, you guys have and are familiar with conflict. No? You have probably noticed that conflict is all around you. In fact, even if you are a master avoider of conflict, even if you like to run away from conflict, (laughs) conflict is still a very real issue for each and one every one of us, and how we are to deal with it and how we are to look at conflict within God's kingdom, I believe will bring such life and the very kingdom of God in and through these conflict situations. Pastor John mentioned last week how conflict is such a natural thing, and it is because, well, you and I, we're two different people. Even Identical twins who are born from the same mother, who look exactly alike. At the same time they were born, they maybe even talk alike, they look alike. But you know what? They have two different things that they're thinking about. They feel differently. They're interested in different things. They experience things differently. They respond to things differently. They make different choices. No matter how similar we think we are, we're different. And so there is a natural difference between us that's going to cause conflict. And so it is important for us, whether we are in our working environment, in school, in our families, with our parents, with our children, to know what to do with conflict. And so our key Bible verse for the series comes from Romans chapter 14. And before I read this key Bible quote, I want to talk about what's happening in Romans chapter 14. And so basically, there are two groups of people yeah, that are basically in conflict. Yeah? And if you read through Romans 14, which I would encourage you to do, you'll see that these two groups of people are arguing with each other. They are not accepting one another. They're criticizing and judging and looking down on each other. Have you ever felt these things? I think all of us have. They're, they're kind of negative. They don't feel too good, do they? And you know what these two groups are fighting about? They're fighting about what they should eat and what they should drink. Sounds like a small matter, doesn't it? Have you ever gotten in a big conflict with somebody and you try to remember what that argument was about and you're like, I don't even remember what we were arguing about. (laughs) Or that was so small. Why, Why were we arguing about that? You know, oftentimes what we argue about and what we're in conflict about 
tend to be small things, and it's not really about that thing that we're arguing about. It's the matters of our heart, what's going on inside our heart, yeah? And so what was going on inside these hearts? One group believed that they needed to still follow God's laws about eating and drinking because that, that's what they believed that they needed to do. Right? And the other group said, no, we don't need to follow those at all. And so instead of having a loving conversation that built unity, they were again arguing and, and judging each other, looking down on each other, not accepting each other. Instead of growing closer, they were growing apart. Because that's what sin does. It separates us. Right? And so Paul is speaking to this. And he's saying here in verse 17... The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. You see, the kingdom of God is not about what you should do and what you should not do and judging yourself or judging another person about what you should be doing or not be doing but it is about what God has done. Do you hear this? It is about what he has completed. And the focus is not about the doing of what we've done and not done, but what he has, what he has done. Because here's what he says. He says, the kingdom of God is not about a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And I put out a picture a diagram here for us to take a look at what this means of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Well, righteousness, what does this mean, righteousness? Well, it means this. It's very simply, we've been made right with God. We're in right relationship with God. If you are a believer who made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, he made you right with him. You're okay with God. This is a huge, gigantic truth. Because guess what? If you've been living your life of trying to be right with God by what you should do and by what you shouldn't do, God says to you, you're free from that. Because there's nothing that you could do to be right with me. I've done that. I brought you into right relationship with me through Jesus Christ and what he has done. And if you get this, if you understand it and you believe it with your heart, from here you can start growing up in the Lord and start maturing. Because if if you are look if you're not if you don't get this, then you're going to struggle your whole life trying to please God and make him think that you're a good Christian or a good person when there's nothing that you could do that will bring this about. But God did it. And you have been brought into the kingdom of God, and you are righteous because he has made you right with him. Foundational truths to believe in, and it will set you free. And guess what? When you're right with God and you know it and you're living in it, you will start having right relationship with one another. 
And this is what peace is. This peace is not just the peace that we have with God. This peace that's talking about here in Romans 14 is the peace that we have with one another. Okay? And this peace is the kingdom of God. The Bible talks about how we're supposed to have peace with everyone. Everyone. We're to live at peace with everyone. Yes, even those who hurt you. Even those that you disagree with. Even those that people who don't like you, don't, you don't like them. The kingdom of God brings peace to every relationship. You know why? Because God is the God who brings unity and oneness in him. And it's only through the differences that we have can we truly experience that oneness and that acceptance. If you and I are the same, there is no acceptance. I'm just accepting me. (laughs) And we're trying to make you into me. No. True acceptance and the love of God is experienced because we're different. And that peace comes because we have right relationship with him that we've done nothing about, that he's done. And we start to experience that with one another. And then joy in the Holy Spirit in our hearts. Did you know that joy is only in the Holy Spirit? Joy is not an emotion. It can be expressed through an emotion and shown through an emotion, but joy is a source. And it's in the Holy Spirit. And if you are a child of God... You have the Holy Spirit in you, and this joy is in you. And this joy you can experience even when you have the most horrible thing going on all around you. Who wants that? I do. And that is what you have. And this joy and this peace and this righteousness, this is the kingdom of God. So we're going to talk about how this plays out for us in conflict. So the next thing you have on your workbook is the question, what causes conflicts between people? Do you want to know? Yeah? Well, the Bible, I love the Bible. It tells us so much. You know, the Bible is not just a textbook. It's the very words of God. It's his, it's his heart. You want to know who God is? But read your Bible by interacting and knowing that these are the words of God. And the word of God says this in James chapter 4, verse 1. Do you know where your fights and arguments come from? They come from the selfish desires that make war inside of you. Do you know where your fights and arguments come from, people? Well, they come from the selfish desires that make war inside of you. Why do they make war inside of us? Because if you are a child of God, if you are a Christian, guess what? You have God desires inside of you. And then when you start to live by self-desires, guess what's going to happen? There's going to be a war inside of you. And if you do not allow God to settle your heart with his truth in this, that war that's happening out in the inside of you is going to come on the outside of you and start to become a war in your relationships. Do you know what I mean? And so 
these selfish desires. We're going to talk a little bit about what the Bible means by these selfish desires, but just to help us what these selfish desires do in James chapter 3, verse 16, it says, For when, where envy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every kind of evil. Wow. Wherever envy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder, no order, opposite of order, <laughs> and evil of every kind. So let's talk about desires. Is every one of your desires selfish? It isn't. You know what? God created desires. Did you know that the devil created nothing? Yeah, in, in John chapter 1 through 3, it says that everything was made through Jesus. That nothing was out without him was not created it was everything was created through jesus and everything that god made all the only thing that the devil can do is take what god has made and start to twist it or have you look at it in a way that's not true yeah and he often points to the answer being yourself right God created your desires. And you know what he created your desires for? We have here on the sheet, he created desires in your heart for every single person. It's as if this heart has a hole that God wants to fill. Yeah? And only that he can fill. And he created desires for love. He created desires for truth. He created desires for you to feel respected and important. He created desires for you to experience freedom. He created desires for you to feel strong and safe and have a purpose. These are desires that Satan did not create. God put them inside of you. He created them and he put this inside of you because he wants to fulfill these desires in you. And only God can fill these desires. And only God can fill this hole in your heart. So what is a selfish desire, brothers and sisters? Well, is when we decide to not look to God to fill these desires that he has created and start to look at our own way to fill these desires. Either through work or good grades or through our mom or our dad or our children or our mother or a spouse, whoever, friend. And we look to that person or that thing to make us feel loved. But then, guess what? What happens? We end up feeling unloved. We look to whatever it is in our own way to look for respect. And guess what? We feel often no respect. (laughs) Yeah, and, and, and because everything that's outside of God is going to be empty. He's the source of life, and he's the one who fills these things that he's created inside of us. And so we don't feel free. We don't feel important. In fact, we feel a lot of these things that we don't want to feel because it's selfish desire. Selfish desire just means, doesn't mean being greedy only. It just means that we're looking to our own way to get these desires filled and not turning to God to fill them. 
And so that's why it leads to disorder and sin and evil of every kind. So who can only feel these desires? God. Amen. And what is... Well, I'm missing a note here. Hold on a second. My next question on your sheet is, where is the real conflict? You see, conflict, brothers and sisters, is a spiritual matter. We often think it's something that we just go through naturally, but no. Do you hear what I'm saying about this desire that God created? He's the one who created. This is a spiritual matter. And, and, and conflict starts to happen when we're, when we're trying to get these desires met by somebody else, and they're not meeting them, so we get angry. So we get disappointed. So we get hurt. These things are natural, but something is deeper than the natural. This is a spiritual matter. And it says here, where is the real conflict? Ephesians 6.12 says it so clearly for us. We are not fighting against humans. Did you know that your enemy isn't your brother or sister? (laughs) Isn't your husband or wife? Isn't your boss? It isn't any human being. We are fighting against forces and authorities and against rulers of darkness and powers in the spiritual worlds. Church, please open your hearts to hear and listen to this. The fights that you're having with whoever you're having it with, it's not about them. It is about the things that are happening in the eternal realm. Okay? In fact, the verse right before this talks about how we're supposed to put on our full armor of God. So that we can stand against the schemes of the devil. But we often put our armor against you. (laughs) I put the armor on my heart and put out my shield and my sword to fight you. But that's not the armor of God. Our armor that we have been given is for the eternal realm. And here is the truth. Every conflict that you have is an opportunity for you to look into the eternal realm, into the kingdom of God, and see what our king is saying, to see what our king is doing, and to see what the king has to accomplish through this moment in your life. And when we see that, we can start to say, Yes and amen. We can agree with what God is saying, what he is doing, and then we bring the kingdom of God through this relationship that's in conflict. That is the kingdom of God. Every conflict, I'm talking about everyone. I'm not talking about the small ones. I'm talking about the ones that you haven't talked to that person in years because you have some unresolved conflict. I'm talking about the conflicts where you've had, where you've been so deeply hurt, not just one time, but two times 
and three times and four times over and over again. This is a truth for the most major of situations that the conflict right now that you're experiencing is an opportunity to, for you to look into the eternal realm and see God is saying and doing. I've had some major conflicts in my life. One of them is, was with my mom. Who's had conflicts with their mom? Okay, the rest of you guys maybe are shy to saying it. <laughs> but we have conflict with everyone. But I had a really major conflict with my mom. And, and, and during this time, it, I, I didn't know what to do because it seemed like nothing was going to resolve this. But when God settled this in my heart and he showed me and I took the opportunity to look in his kingdom, in the eternal realm, he said something so powerful that I I just, it just blew me away. And he said, perfect reconciliation, meaning he was going to make everything right. When I saw that, I said, impossible. I just... I just don't see how that is even possible. But that's the point where we see into the unseen, into the real eternal realm, and we hear his words, and we have the chance to agree with it. And when we agree with it, it is not I that brings it to pass, but God. And the testimony is this. He's brought perfect reconciliation into our relationship. That's just one testimony that I wish I had more time for, but that is the truth of God, that every conflict brings us into that opportunity to look into his kingdom. Because you need to know that it is not about the other person who is fighting against you. The real person who's accusing you, who's blaming you, making you feel bad is the devil. Yeah? It says here, In Revelations, the accuser of our brothers have been thrown down who accuses them day and night before our God. That is the devil. He accuses you day and night. But when we start to look into the eternal realm, we will know that God has already defeated him. When we look into the unseen realm, we already know that this this devil, he may accuse me, but God, he doesn't accuse me. He says, I'm right with him, and I'm his righteousness. When we look into the eternal realm, we see that even though this problem and conflict seems big, wow, God is bigger, and he's greater, and that he is perfect, and that he is good, and that what he speaks is so big for my mind, it only has room for my heart. And when I believe it, fills up my heart. And that feeling of my heart starts to bring the kingdom of God into our relationship here on earth. This is how we bring heaven here onto earth. Are you hearing what God is saying to us about conflict? Of looking at this in a way that will free us Because I know some of you have been feeling quite unloved by whoever you've been looking for love for. Rejected, offended. You felt imprisoned perhaps in a relationship and it's, it's because of this person. If they would just 
do things in the way that is just healthy and good, then we'd be fine. Have we said this to ourselves? Yes. And this is what the devil will have you believe. And that's a selfish desire because it's your way of trying to get the desires that you've been created with filled in your own way outside of God. And God says, this is bigger than that. This is bigger than this one person. And this person is not your enemy. In fact, your conflict has nothing to do with this person. Wow. Nothing to do with them. But everything to do with me and what I have done and what I will want to do in through this relationship that seems really difficult right now. I will bring peace here. I'll bring reconciliation here. I will bring power, my power here. And you will know and they will know that I am God. This is what it means for him to be Lord. For him to be God. So some practical things. The next question that we have is, what is God's way to resolve conflict? What is God's way to resolve conflict? Because we're looking at God's way. You know, true peace in relationship only will come through God's way. Because my way is like this. Avoid, 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 avoid. Distract, 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 distract. Don't talk about it. Talk about it. And tell them the truth and how wrong they are. My way is being right and you are wrong. My way is giving them a present and hoping they accept it. My way is making excuses. My way is all these things, and this is not the eternal peace that we'll have in our relationships. The eternal peace that we'll have in our relationships will only come God's way. Are you ready to hear God's way of resolving conflicts? Praise Him. In James chapter 3, verse 14, it says, But if you are bitterly jealous... And if there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover it up. Don't cover up the truth with boasting, being prideful, and lying. James, if you need some practical truths, read James. We're actually going to spend some time next week in James because, yeah, he's, he's so practical. <laughs> he, he doesn't dilute and water down anything. He makes it so simple and clear. But we need to know these truths to hear what he is saying. He says, if, if you are bitterly jealous and there's selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth of boasting and lying. Because that's what we, in our own way, in our selfish way, will do. Yeah? We'll say, no, no, I, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> we'll lie about it. We'll be prideful. Have you ever been in a conflict with the, when you or the other person is prideful? How well does that conflict get resolved? <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't get resolved. If you put, you know, uh, I don't bake very well. My wife is the baker. She bakes incredibly well. But she follows a recipe, and then she puts in her own love into it, right? But there's things that you don't put in the recipe. <laughs> if you put it in, it just doesn't work. You put pride in the recipe of of. Resolving a conflict, it ain't going to work. You put lying in there, it ain't going to work. So if there is some selfish ambition, if you're looking and there's a self that you know that you're doing out of self, God's word says, be real. Be honest. 
Tell the truth. This is how we humble ourselves. Ooh, this is... Have you, do you hear how sometimes this is difficult? Well, it might be difficult in the beginning, but it is life-giving. Period. So if you are struggling and you are knowing that you are, have some selfish ambition in your heart, a selfish desire in your heart, you just say, Here, here's what's really going on inside of my heart. Instead of pointing and saying, this is what's going on in you, <laughs> and this is what's wrong with you, say, here's what's going on with me. Don't lie about it. Don't be prideful about it. Just obey what God's saying to it, and you'll experience his life in this. Okay? This is simple, but it is one that requires us to understand what this is really about. It's a spiritual matter. It's not about you at all. It's not about this person at all. It's about the kingdom of God and his righteousness and seeking it first in in priority to bring his kingdom into your conflict. The second thing comes from Colossians chapter 3, verse 13, and it says this, do not be angry with each other. First of all, anger is natural. In fact, the Bible says, you know, to, it's fine to be angry, but just don't sin. You know what anger often is, comes out of? It's because we have a certain expectation, and then that expectation is not met, and so we feel angry. Yeah? We feel disappointed. We feel hurt, and it comes out in anger, okay? And, and so to feel anger is okay, if I ask who's been angry, I know everyone should raise their hand because all of us being angry because we have certain expectations and they've not been met and we get angry. But this is a beautiful opportunity of listening to what God is saying. He says, do not be angry with each other, but forgive each other. If someone does wrong to you, then forgive him. Forgive each other because the Lord forgave you. When you're in a conflict and you get angry, know that something inside of you you're looking for in something else besides God. And when you do that, what you can do instead of being angry with each other is then you can start to forgive each other. And you know what forgiveness is? Actually, let me say this. You know what forgiveness is not? Forgiveness is not pretending it didn't happen. Okay? Forgiveness is not making something big something small. Forgiveness is not saying and searching for ways of saying, okay, let me think about why they did this and try to make sense of it so I can find an excuse that's good enough for why they did what they did. They had a rough day. They're they're, they're going through a lot of difficult things. They had a difficult childhood. They've been abused or they've um, had some really, really hard situations at school, work, whatever. And, and th- we find excuses, don't we? This is not forgiveness. Forgiveness is saying to the person with you and God and saying, I'm not holding this hurt against you because my life does not come from you. 
You're not who I'm looking for, for love and respect, for importance, for purpose. Forgiveness is saying, I completely release you from being this, for being a God in my life. That this is not about you, that this is bigger. That this has to do with the kingdom of God. Yeah? Forgiveness is completely saying to the other person, you know what the Bible says, the word says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is believing that God has made complete provision for you in this time of hurt, disappointment, and conflict. And if you struggle with forgiveness, because there's a lot of reasons why people struggle with forgiveness. One, they think forgiving means that they've done something wrong, and I'm saying it's okay to do that. No, that's not forgiveness. In fact, this is what it says. It says, but forgive each other. If someone 